0: New IRS budget impact on self-directed IRAs. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder, of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, going to dive into the 150-plus page IRS report on its budget and what impact it could have on self-directed IRAs, 401ks, and other potential taxpayers. So, this report came 30 days later than ex than actually requested by treasury secretary yellen so irs not off to the best start 30 days late in this report but it's a <clears throat> monster report and it talks about how they're going to spend their 80 billion dollars of cash that they got in because of the inflation reduction act which was passed by congress in august 2022 signed by the president and had a Lot of controversy. I've done a bunch of uh videos and podcasts on the IRS spending 80 billion, but what now we got more details in terms of exactly how they're gonna spend the money. Well, not exactly, <laughs> they're not gonna tell us, but they gave us categories of taxpayers that they're gonna start looking at more closely. Now, the best news of this is that the word retirement is not mentioned once in this report. So IRAs, 401ks are not a target uh, for this new funding um maybe it would will be you know caught up in the crossfire of just having more agents but probably not just because iras 401ks are not big revenue generators 99 percent of all ira 401k investors uh are not doing private transactions they're investing in, you know in stocks and real estate and in, uh, fixed income um they're holding the assets for investment they're not looking to personally benefit from that investment. So, very, very small segment of folks that are not doing what they should. And the IRS knows that. And that's why they're just not focusing on retirement accounts. Now, this report confirms that because they didn't even mention IRAs other than the name of the bill, the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, self-directed IRAs, 401ks, solo k's were not mentioned once. Um, so, just let me set the table kind of where we stand. In 2010, the IRS operated at 95,370 full-time employees. And that was uh, intended to meet the demands of about 310 million Americans. Today, the IRS is almost 20% smaller. It's about 80,000 full-time employees. And they're serving 334 million folks. Okay, a 7% increase. Um, So essentially, that's why the Inflation Reduction Act uh, proposed giving the irs 80 billion dollars to go and become a more modern mean lean fighting machine well maybe not lean but a mean fighting machine for sure and we'll talk about where some of that money is going but essentially the strategic operating plan uh, outlines you know how they're going to spend their money okay and the democrats obviously um supported this including uh, new commissioner IRS commissioner danny uh Warfield. i said uh quote the agency's transformation will help bring an estimated half trillion dollars that the government misses out of every year due to tax evasion all the while making it much easier for americans to file their taxes every year obviously republicans have a different point of view and they feel that this expansion is going to unleash an army of auditors against average americans and small businesses um well in order to essentially combat what the republicans are saying president biden has made it clear and so does this report that taxpayers that earn less than $400,000 will not see an increase in uh, target. Um, and I'll mention, discuss why that's going to be difficult to uh, hold true to. Um, let's see with some other information. Um, in 2021, the IRS counted almost 78,700 employees. Um, and they're looking to bring in another 20,000 new employees by the end of 2024. It will include 72. 139 hires in enforcement, 6500 or so in taxpayer services. So most of the people the new hires are going to be in enforcement. Okay? Um and you know they don't provide essential information in terms of like how many employees the agency would like to hire long term, how exactly the IRS will comply with the pledge not to target taxpayers that make them 400,000 plus. Um but again, it did present a very very lengthy document um that kind of goes through their idea so the four categories of um targets is enforcement technology client services um and um those are really the the main categories um but i'm going to focus on enforcement that's what we all care about at this point the technology making it easier for taxpayers to file um client servicing that's that's all great that's good but we, we care about enforcement right we want to know how, is there going to be an army of IRS officers banging down our doors to come after us for deficiencies? well <laughs> the congressional budget office estimates that an additional 80 billion provided to the irs will increase federal revenues by more than 180 billion okay so the irs says trillions the congressional budget office estimates at about 180 billion so the idea is that hey some of this money about 50 percent, will be spent on enforcement and most employees hired will be towards enforcement why because it's going to bring in the most money makes sense right you get out if if you look at anyone's tax return whether it's donald trump's whether it's adam bergman whether it's john Doe. You're always going to find something. There's probably any businessman, business person, company, small business, large partnership, large corp. There's always going to be you know a gray area whether it's a deduction, whether it's an expense, uh, something that you know evaluation of a loan, how someone treated a, a payment, where the IRS can come in. Uh, for example, if you use your company's uh, frequent flyer miles for personal use. Like you can always get something if you really want to. So the idea is that it doesn't, it's not something that, you know, shocking to say that, yeah, give us more people, more money. We're going to bring in more revenue. No kidding. You're going to scare people to comply. you are going to scare people to settle because it's just not worth fighting with the IRS for, for certain issues. And that's, you know, the, the fear a lot of Republicans and taxpayer advocates have had is that, Hey, if you, if you look at anyone's return, you're going to find a problem and you're going to scare people into pain when, when some of these folks just can't defend themselves. So let's talk about who they're going after. okay now just to be clear, there's a directive small businesses and households earning 400,000 or less will not see audits rates increase relative to their historical levels. okay That's straight up from the report that's from the IRS. So let's talk about large taxpayers first. And this is where we stand now: To constrain resources, large corporate enforcement activities have decreased in recent years. With the audit rate falling from 10.5 percent in 2011 to 1.7 percent in 2019 large corps have complicated luminous tax filings that involve a variety of tax issues such as cross-border activities financial product issues transfer pricing transactions these are super complicated for example section 482 transfer pricing um, the first law firm i worked at i had a colleague that worked on a transfer pricing case for three years okay involving a major fortune 500 company um, these things are super, super complex and take years to unwind. So clearly, there's a lot of money at stake. The IRS feels that if they put more attention there, they'll scare more businesses, with the compliance, and the pain, and they can generate a, a larger reward. Um, so that's the first area: is large corps. The issue is it costs money to train, well, time and money. Right? You got to find people that understand large corporate uh, tax returns, large corporate uh, issues, whether it's cross-border uh, international tax transfer pricing, uh, you know, depreciation, uh, royalty payments, whatever it is, it's, these are complex areas. You can't just, you know, hire someone off the street and, and train them in six weeks. And they're going to be, uh, able to audit large corporate, um, tax returns. You're, some of these folks are going to have to be attorneys or accountants, um, and trained for many, many years. So I know they plan on hiring these folks in the next year. I don't see, we're going to, I don't feel like we're going to see an increase in compliance in these areas for many, many years. Um, so that's the first large core, large partnerships. The IRS has not had the resources in recent years to f- sufficiently address significant growth partnerships. For example, the number of partnerships increased by 32% in just a decade from 3.2 million in 2010 to 4.3 million in 2020. Partnerships with assets exceeding 5 million or even more by 75%. Many of these partnerships are complex, many tiers and sometimes thousands or even hundreds of thousands of partners entities, each with which can be legally recognized entities such as an individual, a core foreign entity or another partnership. Because of their size and complex structure, partnerships require specialized capabilities and often significant resources to audit. In 2019, the audit rate for partnerships was 0.05%. So a half to 1%. So again, their goal is to increase in this area, just like large corps. Why the idea is if you have partnerships with more than $5 million of income, there's a greater chance to get a greater tax reward if you audit these versus a partnership with you know $20,000. Now, how do you confirm that? Let's say you have a partnership that has $300,000 income. Okay, and you have a pledge that you're not going to increase audit rates of taxpayers under $400,000. Now, how do you know that that partnership that has reported $300,000 didn't take an incorrect deduction that reduced its taxable income from $2 million to $300,000? Or from six hundred dollars to $300,000. So it's awfully hard, and that's the problem a lot of taxpayer advocacies have said. It's like... You say you have this 400,000 arbitrary number. Like, what's 400,000? Are you saying everyone above 400K is rich? I don't know about that. You live in New York City, Miami, LA, you make 400K, you're doing great. Don't get me wrong, but you're not like super rich. You're you're doing good. Two earning family, um, let's say each spouse makes 200K. Like, you're doing good. Your kids are good. I'm not saying you're struggling, but you're not super wealthy, right? Let's be honest. so you know, should that number be 650, 2 million, a million? I don't know. But you know, the Biden administration has this fixation with 400K. That's their number. So again, it's going to be hard to show, and it's going to be difficult. They kind of put themselves into a tough corner by saying, yeah, we're not going to have extra audit um, activity for those under the 400K, when you know, there are partnerships and corporations that have less than 400K that may be the biggest culprits, that may be the biggest tax cheats. But because they're under the 400K, you're not going to go after them at a higher degree. Like, it's stupid, right? Um, now, high net worth individuals. The IRS has not had sufficient resources to adequately increase enforcement um, and close the tax gap attributable to high income and high wealth taxpayers. Taxpayers earning $1 million or more were subject to an auto rate of 0.7% in 2019, sharp decline from 7.2% in 2011. So, yeah, these are the numbers. The IRS has less people; they're not able to target uh, folks. You know, we've had a seven percent increase in population in the last thirteen years, um, and you couple that with a twenty percent reduction in full-time employees, you get that seven point two uh, to zero point seven percent. I get it, right? Especially if you're the IRS, if you're Department of Treasury, that you count on tax revenue. You're looking at this and saying hey all we need is a bigger budget we just hire more people we'll audit more people we'll scare them they'll pay more taxes and they'll pay more penalties and, and interest and we'll get more people to comply again the issue is how do you be fair right as i mentioned i was a tax lawyer for nine years you give me any tax return um, i'll find something you know, whether it's, it's worth my time whether it's a thousand dollars of deficiency or ten million dollars deficiency you'll always find something wrong with the tax return right there's always gray area reporting that happens when you're running even a smaller partnership maybe you have a restaurant that generates eight hundred thousand dollars in revenue right there's there's always things that you know are gray whether you know the the car was used exclusively for business whether this travel trip was exclusive for business like it gets gray and if you're going to spend enough time and resources like you're going to find stuff and that that's what the concern is is that hey if you if you start pressuring people and um you know really really focusing down on, on everything like yeah of course you're gonna find stuff now they use this four hundred thousand limit to be like, don't worry, you make less than 400k your honor risk won't increase and and that, that's great um but again there's 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 still people that potentially earn less than 400k that may be the biggest culprits maybe they are the biggest tax sheets that they're getting uh, an easier pass versus larger corps and partnerships that haven't done anything wrong they're going to have to spend more money to advocate for themselves and defend their positions against IRS attack just because they are bigger. It's the way it is. I get it. Um, I understand the IRS needs uh, more people, more money. Uh, I think personally they should be spending more, as I mentioned, on customer service, technology and personnel. Right? The four things this report mentioned, I didn't mention personnel before, but I kind of grouped that into enforcement. But it's customer service, enforcement, technology and personnel. I say it's three because personnel is really half of it's going to enforcement and and pretty much the rest of customer service. Technology is crap. Let's be honest. The IRS website uh, is great. They have not their numbers aren't updated. It takes them forever to update forms. Uh, It's impossible to get through the IRS. Even if you do, no one gives you an answer. They're they're sending letters three years late. Um, I get it. I get why they need more money. I'd rather them put the money in technology and customer service then enforcement. But hey, if I ran the IRS and I looked at the budget, I would totally get it. So here's some numbers, but under the 80 billion, 47.4 billion is going to enforcement. Um, That's that's the idea, Um, but 12 billion is going to technology, 8 billion to uh, retain employees, Four billion for energy security, whatever that means. Um, Three billion to resolve taxpayers' issues when they arise. Uh, that's good. And customer service, but four billion. So if you look at forty-seven billion to enforcement out of the eighty, so you know more than fifty percent, closer to sixty. And then twelve billion to technology. Okay, um, so that's where most of the money's going. Um, out of uh, to, keep, to break it down even further but 45 billion enforcement 25 billion operation support 4.7 billion business systems modernization uh direct e-file only 15,000 bucks wow <laughs> energy security 500k uh, just for 2022 um so we'll see i mean again i don't know how quick they're gonna be able to hire employees it's ho- awfully hard to find uh, smart people uh, i don't know what the irs is willing to pay people but I can tell you, if you want people that are qualified to audit large partnerships and corporations, um, you're going to have to pay them better than private practice because they're not going to go work for the government unless they're paid adequately. And, and obviously, the benefits are good, but the pay needs to be good as well. And um, I think they're going to have a tough time just training people off the street. So um, from IRA and formal k perspective, um, you're not going to see any increase. Uh, they're focused on, as they said, large corps, large partnerships. High net worths if you're a high net worth could your ira be audited more frequently maybe but again i've gone through audits like they don't even look at the ira it's not an issue especially if you're under 72 73 now there's no there's no money for them to make what are they going to do what did your IRA invest be, in real estate okay who would yours who's show me the the deal here's the deal who we rented out to john doe okay like you give us the bank statements like there's nothing to find right? And again, from a public policy standpoint, the IRS doesn't like, no matter what you think of them, they don't like blowing up people's retirement accounts. They will if they some, see something prohibited and egregious, but that's not what they're focused on. They're focused on large businesses, large corps, uh, large partnerships and high net worth, um, 400K plus, uh, generally over a million bucks. So uh, for the regular self-directed IRA investors, you know, everyone like me and you that um, just trying to get by, uh, working hard, making a living, trying to invest and trying to save for their families. Like, I don't think we're going to be um, having to uh, encounter, you know, IRS agents with guns drawn at our doorstep, you know, trying to invade our home and ask us questions like that. Maybe if we were, you know, a political journalist, maybe, but um, uh, definitely not just regular folks trying to, you know, make a living and, and do what's right for their family. So um, all in all, again, they were a month late in this report. It's a lengthy report. Um, you can go to uh, irs.gov uh, and, and read it for yourself. But I, I kind of uh, highlighted all the key areas. It's called Internal Revenue Service Inflation Reduction Act Strategic Operating Plan 2023 to 2031. Um, it's irs.gov slash pubs irs.pdf p3744 um i'll put it in the link as well um but ultimately um i think you'll get what you need from this podcast um everything you'll need to know there's a, there's a lot of just mumbo jumbo in there that um is kind of meaningless um, so um again from the enforcement standpoint which is the main part of the podcast large corps large partnerships uh over 5 million high net over a million if you make less than 400k personal or business the IRS promises us we're not going to see an increased level of audit, but you know who knows, but specifically to self directed IRAs and solos. Um, good news, there's the word uh, retirement or pension plan is not anywhere in this document, the word IRA is, but only because the name is Inflation Reduction Act, not because it's self-directed IRAs. Um, cryptocurrency is another area that they they have some chatter on, but again, talking about owning cryptos personally. Not in a retirement account where it's not a taxable event. So ultimately, this is good news from a self-directed retirement standpoint it's not really a focus at all on um, the, the enforcement uh, budget. Um, but we'll see. You know, to be to be continued. Again, I don't think we'll see any movement for three to five years because it's going to take them years. They want to hire seventy-five hundred people in the next year. They're going to have to train them. Uh, so I don't think. It's, least until 2025, we're not going to see any material, um, you know, enforcement uh, increases. And then we'll see what happens by then. Uh, there's always a chance they lose some of this budget, um, but yeah, to be continued. So, hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. It's always interesting. <laughs> love to love 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 going through and learning and, and reading how governments talk about spending their money, uh, our money, I should say, our tax money. Um, you know. Uh, they're spending our tax money against us, but I get it. Right. You know, the IRS needs to do their job. I get it. We just want to make sure they do it, uh, reasonably, fairly equitably. And, uh, their equitable standard is if you make more money and you're bigger, you're going to have a bigger audit risk. And, you know, maybe they're right. There's <laughs> more money there. Um, and, and that's probably right. Since larger corps, larger partnerships have more, uh, resources to defend themselves. Against maybe an uh, unwieldy IRS attack, whereas you know you and me don't, right? We can't spend a hundred thousand dollars to defend ourselves if we have a crazy IRS agent that's uh, trying to um, you know basically cancel what we think is is a reasonable uh, deduction. So um, and, and just so you know the the highest um, enforcement actions are actually on low income taxpayers. They get an earned income credit, which you need to make like under uh, I think it's married, filed jointly. It's like 60 or 70 K. That's the highest uh, audit rate is people that that are they claim are abusing their earned income credit. So the fact is they're going after the smallest, the, the lowest income folks now. And they're generating the most revenue. Why? Because those folks don't have the ability to defend themselves. They get a letter. They get scared and they pay where someone is most sophisticated may, may say, you know what, I'm going to send this to my accountant. I'm going to fight it. I don't think I'm wrong. But there's a level on how far we're going to take it, right? We may not go to the tax court, but maybe we'll, we'll enter in a letter-writing campaign to defend our position. Whereas a large corporation, a large partnership, high net worth, you know, maybe we'll allocate, uh, probably will allocate more resources to defend their position. And, and that's the IRS's position. It's like, hey, uh, we'll get more money. You have bigger, higher capacity to pay and defend yourself, so we think that's more equitable. Well, we'll could be, could be true. Uh, we just want to make sure. That, in fact, they're not um, overstepping their, their responsibilities and their uh, duties under the Constitution. And, and they're not harassing folks. That, that's what we're all concerned about. So I promise I'll do every, my best to keep everyone uh, in the loop of, of anything I hear. But the good news is self drug and IRAs and case k seem to be safe and are not part of any enforcement, um, <laughs> you know, um, type of focus from the IRS based, based on this, uh, budget report. So thanks again for spending some time with me today. Really appreciate it. Um, hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see everyone again next week. Take care.